So I got my girl Kim KT and Kimberly Todd on uh, today with Married to the Ring. And I'm super duper excited. I'm just going to say, yo, KT, you introduce yourself. Introduce yourself to my audience. I know that you've been with Married to the Ring since early on. However, I want you to introduce yourself to some of, you know, the new followers that we have out there and our future followers. So, girl, listen, I'm going to pass the baton over to you. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. I am Kimberly Matthews Todd. Um, yes, I am a familiar face to Married to the Ring, but I am also um, just Kim. Just Kim, just plain, simple Kim. Um, I am the proud mother of one who is grown and doing her own things. Uh, I am an educator. I am a, a, a personal and um, transformation coach these days um, with the education, with a little twist. So I love coaching. And so that's where I'm at now. Um, just doing life, but also knowing that in the midst of life, all the things that have happened in life in terms of my plight and my path have caused me to be the person who I am now. And so when I do my coaching and who I am as a coach, I bring to the table life experiences up close and personal, but then also life experiences throughout that there are healthy relationships for everyone from the youngest to the oldest. That's what I do. Awesome. 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 I care for you, you know, uh, and you're from the Ohio area. So we're here today to talk about a topic uh, that is near and dear, but you know, it's the beginning of the year and I know everyone wants to talk about all these glorified things that are transpiring uh, in marriage. However, we do understand that a large percent of marriages are still challenged, right? And right. so what the what that means is that there's a percent of marriages that are starting the year off either in a separate household um, right. or there may be someone who has established resolution, uh, resolution to say, look, I'm out of here in the next 30 days. I don't know, you know, um, but we wanted to hone in um, and share some nuggets uh, that would be able to help and also let you know that you are not alone, right? You're not alone, but we're going to help you navigate through this process and hopefully you can ultimately deliver your giant C knockout blow that's needed in order to save your marriage, right? But I need you to go back and listen to that episode that I had with Laquisha Ewing. Uh, and she mentioned that, you know, uh, she gave an analogy in that episode that talked about the t-shirt, or I'm sorry, it talked about the shirt with the buttons and you having to, in some marriages, you're going to have to go back to the, to the first button, build correctly um and there's no shame and no gain because of the simple fact that you know you didn't properly do your due diligence at the time that your marriage started off you know and so i know uh Kimber kimberly or kim and we just call her kim uh is has been married before right and she's on the other side right However, I think it's important for us to understand that now she's advocating um, 
serving from an advocacy perspective on this call today to help save uh, the individuals so that they are not on the other side, but they yeah. stay on the wholesome side of marriage, right? And so the topic today is beware. Be aware, you know, um, just because you are separated, it doesn't mean that you can be. You know, so I really wanted a whole party around this. I wanted to pull all my girls out the, you know, the 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 wallet and put them all at the table and have everyone join us on this discussion because this is a hot tea tot tea tub uh, topic. You know, right. um, people dating um, married individuals, you know, and not knowing. So I'm gonna let him. Give us a little bit of history about her situation and the past um, in terms of uh, having a relationship, you know, within marriage. Similar situation, what we're talking about. We're sharing these stories with you so that you don't go down the path that we've taken. But we're also showing you the cons and the adverse effect of what happens in the event that you do. Right. So, Kim, go ahead. Shoot. Tell them your story <laughs> and, you know, share with them and I'll be chiming in. Um, So my story is basically um, having been raised in a two family home, um, but parents separating when I was 10. And so for me, my view of marriage and my review of relationships was Basically, even when my parents split, I never took sides. I just love the fact that I had my parents, both of my parents. Mm -hmm. And so for me, being the youngest of seven, I was walking through that whole, um, I want to wait until, you know, I want to have the, 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 the traditional marriage and I want to have the husband, you know, where he asked me to marry him and that my father gives me away. You know, that idea, that fairy tale wedding. Um, and I had that fairy tale wedding, um, you know, basically, you know, as we say, the the white picket fence, the 2.5, why do we say 2.5 children? That's so funny. But even in the point of just being having that traditional relationship, um, I was different in a sense that I actually married into a blended family. So by me marrying into a blue blended family, I don't like to say steps. So I became the extended mother, the bonus mother and raising children, not having any children of my own, but taking on that role as that extended person to help raise my ex-husband's children. And so in doing so, having gone through relationships and dealing with relationships, we ran into a, a, a patch and where we ran into a patch that there was concern about you know, whether, you know, what the roles and as far as the roles and what the roles that we were playing, we had been in a relationship um, for three years before we even got married. And so, you know, we lived together and, you know, those things that we talked about in terms of relationship, you know, having been raised in a church, you wanted to try to do a traditional way. So I was walking through the period of, you know, what, what I knew, what I didn't know, how to make this work. And when it got to the point of trying to make it work and knowing 
I knew personally from my own personal testimony that I was in my childbearing years. Yes, I knew my husband had five children, but I was in my childbearing years and I wanted to have a child, but did not know when that was going to happen. He agreed to it. Well, life happened and where life happened in the midst of our marriage and wondering, you know, whether marriage was working or not. There was a time where I had concerns about infidelity, whether or not he was doing some things. I don't think he, I don't know if he had any concerns of whether or not I did it. Um, in the light of it, yes, there was some infidelity that happened on my part because I responded to his behavior. Um, and knowing that or doing that, it happened. I made it happen and I walked away from it in the point of saying, okay, you know what? But let me be very candid with you. For me, that was probably the most downtrodden thing that I could ever do. Because number one, I didn't get married to be a statistics. I didn't get married about mm -hmm. having a separate marriage or divorcing or anything like that. I didn't even want to even get into that piece. And so even when it came to the point of me knowing that I stepped out of my marriage, it was the point of me not knowing that there were consequences behind it because I didn't purposely do it per se out of malicious or vindictiveness. I did it because I felt like I wasn't getting the attention that I needed to get having care for somebody else's children. And so from that standpoint, we fast forward that, yes, we separated, we got back together. And even in the midst of us separating, the epiphany came to me or just everything that God had poured in me as a young Christian that, okay, your marriage is not over just because you're separated. That your marriage is not something that you get to just disregard because legally you're still married. So you can't just go out and act like the world and what the world says, oh, you know what? We, we, we separated. So now I can go do this. You can go do that. No, that, that's just not how it works. And for me being a young girl at the time, like I said, because of this this was early in my life, in my late 20s, early 30s, that it, I was battling this thing. And so I, in turn, after wise counseling, after having to come to Jesus, talk, praying, fasting and everything, I went back to my marriage because that stayed in the back of my head that, you know what, just because y'all separated you ain't divorced. You don't get to act like it. And so I went back and I tried again. I tried again to make my marriage work. And when I tried again to make it work the second time, it didn't work because there were consequences that happened in the midst of everything that was going on unbeknownst to me. But let's pause right there because, you know, and, and I want to applaud you first for being transparent and sharing your story where I'm going to just go back just a little bit. There was a part of your story where you share that you felt as if he was cheating. You didn't know because his, be, you know, his behavior had changed drastically. So you went ahead and was like, if he's doing this, I'm just going to go ahead and do it as well. Right. There was tit for tat at that moment, but you felt the guilt, but you didn't really understand the impact. Right. And, mm -hmm. I want to just chime right here because 
oftentimes people don't understand that marriage is the highest institution that was established by God. And so, you know, um, regardless if one spouse is doing something wrong, it still is the responsibility of the other spouse to stay in right standing, right? And that's that's the, the part where Kim was mentioning that he wasn't aware of that because of our early ages. And it's because a lot of people don't, didn't talk about it. You know, they weren't vocal about it. She probably didn't have anyone she could run to to confide because the upstanding model is to wear a mask while you're trying to navigate through some of the difficulties in a marriage when in fact, there are sometimes you just can't and it's like a balloon at some point in time, you're gonna bust, right? And so she redirected her cares over to another man only to learn that this isn't what I want, you know? She felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit because it was an adult, she committed adultery, but there were consequences and this is the key that people don't understand. There's consequences. We just don't know when they're going to show up. And right? then, Tanya, let me, let me, let me cut in there for a minute because the thing about it for me was, um, in my transparency, I did not go out to commit adultery. I went out to have a drink with a friend. I went out just to kind of talk to somebody. So it wasn't with the ill intent or the malicious intent. It was the point of, okay, you know what? <laughs> Having a good time or whatever. One thing led to another. Now, I'm not, I'm not discrediting no. or disregarding it, but it's the fact of what happened. Because no, if what? you if you said to me, Kim, did you intentionally go out no. to have an encounter, a sexual encounter with someone on with purposeful intent, that was not my intent. And but when he, you realize that, when you realize that, ooh. and that's not your intent, you're your worst enemy because you know what? Once you leave, you have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. You have to live with that. So what do you say? Because I love the fact that, and this is, we're going to chime in here. What Kim is saying is she was wide open. We call that vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. Her husband was not, I always say, he wasn't properly covering her. Because when you are properly covering your wife and you're loving on her the way other men can't sniff her out. That's how I feel. You know, like I like to put it that way. Right, they right. Can, you know, other men can't. They can, you know, they can see, uh, you know, spirit recognize spirit, but men who probably, you know, they think with their mind, you know? So, you know, in this instance, the vulnerability led to um, a situation that she had not planned, but it happened because of her level of weakness, you know, mm -hmm. at the moment, right? And and that's what you call subtle sneak attacks. And so for that person, I just got to chime in, you know, because this right here, that... You may, you may be struggling in your marriage right now and you're looking at something or someone, you know, as just you're venting directly to them. 
But you need to understand that they may very well have a motive. You don't know what their motive is, although you're very pure about it. Because a mature man who would not have had a motive behind her situation would have said, look, you're just going through an emotional moment at this time. I want you to be strong and we're not going to cross these lines. Right. You know what I'm saying? An right. immature man who has no respect for her marriage is like, yo, be wide open and I'm going for the gusto, right? I'm not pushing blame on any individual. What I'm trying to show the audience when they watch this is that emotional infidelity is real. Because that's what we call it. Emotional infidelity is real. So if you are confiding in the opposite sex about a situation over a period of time, mm -hmm. um, and there is an attraction that is drawn when an opportunity presents itself, you best believe that you may be, as a woman, pouring yourself out, but you also have to understand that a man has different tendencies, right? They have right. a different method of, of how they do things, right? And they process things, right? You know, um, I can't speak for this man, and I would never speak for him, but you don't know. He may have wanted you know, desire to have not only sex, but a lasting relationship with her as well. But her heart was not with him. Her heart was with her husband. It's just that she had a moment. And so I'm going to pause and say to someone out there, where is your heart? Right. You know what I'm saying? Where right. is your heart? Right. Follow the heart, not follow, you know, and, and, I, and I'll take it a step follow, father, where the Bible says, he bears the infirmities of the weakness, of your weak, right. of your weak spots, right? right? The, of the weak ones. So you need to be pouring out in a journal, crafting out whatever that area of concern is concerning your spouse. I don't care if you're in the house or outside of the house. And you need to trust and stand on God's word to heal you through application of tools and resources yes. and surround yourself with women who have the ability, like at Married to the Ring, to stand in agreement that your marriage will work, right? Right. I mean, unless right. there's domestic violence, that's a whole nother podcast. I'm not. I'm not referring to domestic violence situations. I am referring specifically to when you assess the situation of that marriage. God can fix anything. Let's just make that. He can fix uh, the adulterer. You know, I've seen marriages come back together. Um, even after adultery was committed, you know, um, they've come back together and they are very strong, you know, so it really is up to the individual. You do have biblical choice to exit, but I've seen situations where people are like, I'm not exiting. I want to stay and we're going to stand strong in this and we're going to overcome. And Amen. so you do Amen. not want, you do not Amen. want others to influence your decision because they don't have to live with the outcome. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So you have to get in a place to say, what is it that you want? Because to, to Kim's point, they tried to come back together to make it work, but it just did not work. And so they right. had to move forward. And so this is why we're saying beware. I love the situation of how Kim breaks it down that Unbeknowingly, mm -hmm. it slid into sex. Right. She didn't go, right. come there with an intent, but that's exactly how the enemy does. He comes in sneakily, and then all of a sudden, you're having sex with someone, you're having sex again with that same person, 
because ideally that person may have the desire to be your wife for whoever that is. They may have the desire to be your wife or be your husband, right? And they want you so bad that you're so weak that you're lured specifically into that relationship. And then you don't know how to get yourself out and you are causing further consequences and emotional impact and financial impact across your entire marital situation because it is not resolved, right? Your marriage is still very well active and legal, right? Right. I asked him to come on and talk about this topic because I said, you know, Tanya Williamson said that I just experienced something that just was a whirlwind of emotional impact in my life. And that was, um, I had a very good co-parenting relationship with my son's father for 30 years, 30 years. But when I met my son's father, I did not know he was married, right? I actually did not know he wasn't, he was He was still married to his wife until my son was actually 18 years old. Yeah. I didn't even know. And until we start handling some type of uh, affairs. So raising my son and learning, I was like, wow, because ideally when I learned that he even had children by this woman, I was sitting on the front step of a friend's house And the children were running down the street saying, daddy, daddy. And I'm looking like, where's their daddy? And their daddy was the guy I was dating and I was in college. Um, And I still didn't know that he was married, right? I thought that he was divorced, right? And so as a direct result of that, you know, I had a son. And in having that son, I still didn't know he was married. And because the the wife also was impregnated by another man with the son. So you wouldn't even, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I found out about the kids. This is someone he hadn't been with. Um, And ideally it wasn't until the passing of my son's father this year, where all of the emotions really affected uh, because he had been separated from this woman for 32 years And she created a narrative that she had this happily ever marriage when he had been separated for 32 years. And they were married for 35 years, but 32 years they were separated. And I knew him for 30 years, meaning that they were separated two years before I even dealt with him. So, you know, but the consequences, when Mm. I looked at it, it was like, oh my God, I committed adultery. Right. Right? Oh, innocently like like yo so people don't understand the spiral effect that that creates on the child right because he's an outsider but when you look at the family trend this is not an uncommon tactic right so but i happen to be an innocent bystander that came in and i take full accountability because i did an interview on it about seven years ago and i was just like yo i'm an outsider you know like i was like wow but i don't label myself I just did not know. I learned of it because I learned about the importance of covenant, you know, and had to acknowledge, but never in a million years would I have thought that I would have been excluded from a relationship that I was 100% active in for 30 years, meaning from my husband, 
myself to being excluded from the obituary, from being treated as if I was the mistress. I was just fathom because just a year prior, he was just working with us to get his estates cleaned up and make sure that all his paperwork was filed to get a divorce, which wasn't my responsibility. It was his responsibility. And he asked us to assist in those endeavors, right? All we did was give him an estate attorney. He didn't have enough time to sign the paperwork because apparently the documentation, his marriage was greater than the period of time and it wasn't archived and he just didn't want to go through the hassle. But the short story, the, the, the long story short, and the reason why I say this is because if I had known, and that's what I hear you saying, mm -hmm. and I said I was going to make it my business in 2024 to really deal with this topic so that the innocent children and the innocent uh, individuals are not adversely affected by dysfunction caused by individuals who fail to communicate or articulate what it really is. And there is a lineage of individuals, women, whether that's women or men, you know, mm -hmm. that are experiencing situations where they think that they're dealing with someone because they are separate. They think they're, they have, they have the luxury to deal with individuals who are married or vice versa and you don't there are consequences right mm -hmm. there's consequences right there's consequences and it affects the bloodline it affects the children it affects right. everyone right. across the board because my son was uh called the woman aunt and all of a sudden now at the funeral and all the weeks leading up to I'm your mommy and all these posts going all over the place and I'm sitting here like what the world is this about his grandparents were the only ones active in his life you know and people are mm -hmm. looking like what is this foolishness right but I'm not here to ostracize her because I don't I, perfectly to be honest with you I don't know if she knew any better because she walked up out of the situation when I acknowledged that this is really adultery, laughing like, oh, I committed adultery too. But do you really understand the adverse effect and the consequences and having to answer to God, you know? And, and that's the part that I want to say, like, Kim, there were things, there were consequences that you didn't know that were going to show up from that one action, right? Right, right. Because right. you, you're, there are consequences. I just want everyone to know. No one's getting right. away with anything, right? Nothing. There's Nothing. consequences. So she's going to have to deal with consequences, too, of her child that was reared and birthed the same year as mine that I don't even, you know, that by right. another man, vice versa. There's consequences, right? But the co ultimate consequence is to God, right? But we have the right to repent. And once an individual repents, then it's God's mercy that then comes in to determine outcome. Come on. Come on. Right. And so, you know, so, you know, you, you, you can't be mad at like, like you can't be mad. You can't define people by things that they knew nothing about. Right. Right. You can't right. define a mistress if she didn't know she was a mistress. Right. <laughs> and matter of fact, the interpretation is, did you think 
that I was a mistress because obviously if he saw his parents do this very same thing because he did he wasn't aware that his parents until he was close to his 30s were never married but they had lived together all those years so do you see the generational impact and I said I'm going to use my platform to make it very helpful for women we're going to have to do fact checks on these men to make sure these men are not married and you're going to have to stay out of situations where there's emotional infidelity associated, whether that be a man or a female, you know, um, and it, and it's very about what you're saying, Tanya, it's the fact that it's not just about fact checks about the men, but also fact checks about the women, because yes. one of the biggest things that we are finding out, and like I said, by me being a coach and having these conversations, it's a point of telling stories. And, you know, we, we're so used to what happens in the house stays in the house. Right. Used to, you know, we knew of the, the whispering. Sometimes we would hear the whispers, but we didn't know what the whispers were saying or what the whispers were about. And then later on, we find out, well, we went to school with our brother. We went to school with our cousin, you know, or this is what was going to pop up was a Rolling Stone. And he was, he would, you would see him sitting out in front of the house and playing with this child and that child. And so it's, but the thing about it is now we can't even exempt anybody, man or woman, because at the end of the day, the things that have happened, yes, they happen. But the thing about it is we should get to the point that even if it's about us telling our stories in order to help someone else in another relationship, to have a healthy relationship, to not make the same mistakes, to be honest enough to know that, you know what, yes, if he's got a ring on it and, you know, yes. oh, I, 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 I don't, you know, there's, there's, there's a, a saying that used to hear back in the day and 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 I'm not throwing shade at our women or I'm th yes. not throwing shade at our men. But it would be the point that if they don't mind, I don't mind either. Or if he knew. And, but the thing about it is we as people, as a human race, regardless of, of who we are, if it's to the point that when we look at if we say we are faith walkers and faith talkers and we believe in what the word of God has told us. It says one woman, one man. Woo! So we're doing that. And if we're being, and and, I, and, I, and, I, and then I'm coming, like I said, I'm not at all, at all. I've lived, I've lived with my guilt. I've lived yes. with the same. But then yes. I also know that God restored me, delivered yes. me that guess what? Whatever, yes. I, whatever I didn't know, I know now. Yes. And from yes. that time on, what that cost me, because there's a cost. And when that cost came and who it impacted, it wasn't just about me. It wasn't just about the dad. I had a child to raise. I yes. had a child to raise and I had other people that it involved. And because it involved other people, it was to the point that here we are years later. And I don't want that same Stigma, I don't want that same mistake. I don't want those same frameworks to continue in a legacy that has my name on it, anyone else's name on it, 
and that I want my child to be able to know, yes, your mother made some wrong, but you don't have to make those wrong. So if I have to right. tell you a story, if I have to be transparent, if I have to come clean, I'd rather yes. come clean in order yes. that you may be a healthy yes. African-American yes. woman yes. living proud to do what you need to do, knowing that I don't have to repeat the same mistakes and I don't have to live in any past shame because the liberty that came from God is what gives me grace and mercy. It's the grace and mercy. It's the restoration. It's the healing that guess what? What I didn't know is all I had to do was trust and have faith. Well, all I had to do was apply some of the words that I didn't know. But the Bible tells us when I was a child, I spake like a child. I act like a child. But when I became a woman, I put away those childish ways. Then guess what? Those childish ways are what saved me because of God's grace and mercy. To look at the word, chew the word, digest the word, marinate it and regurgitate it to live upon it and stand upon it right now. Pause right there. In that era, I didn't know the word. <laughs> Come on now. You understand what I'm saying? But when I... But, but what was crazy about it is, is as much as I loved that relationship would never work. It was like every time, like it was like we, you, it was it was like there was always a roadblock. This is how amazing God is. And this is why we have to be gentle giants because there's something, I believe there was one time a long time ago when I was really preaching the gospel, I preached this message called 911, resuscitate me. Right. Come it on. was almost like God, when I got a hold of what marriage was, right, and entering to the marriage with my husband is when I had to go back and address. That's when like that's when I discovered that there was adultery. Like I didn't even know. Right. Yo, I was like, whoa. But here's the kicker. When you are introduced to truth. It doesn't matter what anyone else, as long as the manifestation of your alignment with truth transforms. Come on. Come on now. Transforms, on. right? Yes. So then yes. he steps in and his mercy is what yields and it protects, you Come know, on. your seed Come and on. the legacies and the intergenerational peace. Such a humiliating experience. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. felt the humiliation of things being placed into the hands of something that no one that wasn't even their final wishes. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And, right. and and this 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 um this alludes to the fact that it's not only important for you to make sure that you take care of your affairs properly, but it's important that you take care of your affairs when you should have taken care of your affairs so that it doesn't bleed on other individuals who are innocent bystanders. So that means on the onset. So if you're going through a divorce, finalize your divorce and heal before you deal with individuals um, because there are instances where people can be at the table wanting a divorce, but they end up back into the marriage, like you described, because they wanted to make an attempt to try to make it work. And then there are instances where people work and they win, right? But there are instances where it doesn't work and it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't work. And this is not what 
what we want. We are, we're incompatible. You know, we've done this and you have the right biblically with adultery. You have the right to go ahead and do divorce. But what you have to understand is you have to make a decision to own your stuff and not inflict your stuff on other individuals. I didn't have a relationship with her for 30 years. I had a relationship with my son's father for 30 years. But at his death, I I experienced in just two weeks the hell that he experienced over a course of whatever period of time. You understand what I'm saying? And so it's just like watching all of this is crazy because out of at the end of the day, we should we should all be exhibiting love, right? Mm -hmm. Because whatever that time zone was back years ago that you experienced. You should now be at a mature state to function with love mm -hmm. because there's legacy and there's seed uh, involved, not at your own selfish exchange, <laughs> but at the, the collective agreement of everyone. And that's why I wanted to talk to you because you deal with children. You are an educator. People have no clue the direct impact it has on the children mm -hmm. when these matters are not handled appropriately. So you had five children in a blended situation. You were raising them as mom. Now you exit out, come back. So statistics state that when you, when, when the first set of parents sever, the child has a higher probability of experiencing abandonment rate, I believe, before the age of 19. So they don't stay in relationships long. But just imagine you're the second mother to them. And now you have left. So that means the probability of them, the statistics goes higher for them, you know? Uh, and, and, and people don't talk about that. So can you just share with me as an educator, what steps have you taken? Because I know like, I, I tapped on you. It was like, I want you to tell me. I want you to come out. I want you to say this to me. And I want you to chime in. Like, this episode is not about pinpointing people. We're trying to get you to see the underlying cause and effect. And we want everyone to heal. But we don't want people to heal wearing masks. Right? right? Or right. pretending that something existed that never was there because your mind got stuck in a process of this is what it is. But God is like, yo, this is messy. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There is no glory in this because this isn't even how I created it to be. Right, right. And so from the educator standpoint, let me let me um, stick this, 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 this praise report. Um, about my five children. Um, and I actually have six children, my biological and the five that I raised. But just two weeks ago, one of those five children talked about the fact of the matter of people have no idea of what we went through as a blended family and how strong our relationship is to this day. And that first marriage um, ended in 1998. And my children 
and they know that I still call them my children. I do birthdays. I've been to weddings. I've been to baby showers. Yes. Um, but that bond with us, um, I'm one of those people that, um, and I can say just with not my own biological child, but with these children as well, you know, I know what the stats say, but the stats don't know the God that I serve. And that whatever statistics said, we beat the statistics because we all are still family these years later. And we're all being able to be a part of each other's lives, watch the children, stand with the children. And so those blessings. But one of the things I want to say is from my own personal experience, it made it so much easier or it made it so much um accessible for me number one to talk about healthy relationships number yes. two, two to talk what about what they look health, like what they look like how they are how they interact um co-parenting whether you marry divorce or whatever um when you're divorced how you still function because guess what we fail to realize that we divorce the people but god don't necessarily tell us to divorce the children because no. we don't know how impactful the lives of what we have or what we're giving those children in the midst of this messiness, what we're doing to pour into the children. And it's so, not, right. It's not about us. It is about the generations that are ahead. And I didn't mean to interject you because that's powerful. And this is why his grandparents, 30 years, his, my son's grandparents, we had a phenomenal relationship you know what I'm saying we had a phenomenal relationship I, I was like I mean we had our rocky parts early on we had a phen phenomenal relationship we had a phenomenal relationship uh with the co-parenting uh with his father I just I just was so it it, it just really saddened my heart to see what transpired as a result of unresolved matters, right? And so, you know, and not to mention being a part of the adult children's life over a period of time where nothing, nothing had changed, right? The only thing that changes now, the advocate, the one who was the glue is now deceased, which gave the opportunity for another individual to serve as an advocate and that advocate did not truly represent the totality of what our experience had been over a 30-year period. And I think that's the point in, you know, in this conversation today. It isn't really about me, but it's about communicating to women and men that when handling situations of this magnitude and complexity, which blended families alone is a very complex situation because you have multiple parents involved. It is not about you. It is about understanding how to navigate. These children are all innocent. They're mm -hmm. innocent. They came in through, but you have to respect the parentals or the parents who were the ones that entered them in, you know, like into this world. I mean, it saddened me how the narrative was created 
in an obituary that represented my son as her son, and she excluded her own biological son. But would that not be his son too? Because you're still married. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I can only imagine from afar that this young man is trying to fill shoes that he doesn't have the capacity because he may not feel like he ever fit. Does that make sense? And so we don't, we didn't even take that into, that wasn't even taken into consideration, right? But yet he was raised with my son. You understand what I'm saying? And he wasn't raised to be treated different. And if he came to my house, he was raised just like I would treat the other siblings on one accord, right? If he came to my house. So even death, I would not have experienced to be excluded from a 30-year partnership in in exchange to perceive that you were the mommy who took care of everyone when, in fact, you didn't. It was the family who did it. You're right, you know? So, you know, it's just, these are the things that I, I, you know, I say, and I say it with much passion, and I say, I commend you for a job well done. By taking your situation and using it for the betterment and understanding, but also being transparent about what was done wrong and saying, okay, this is how we're going to do it, which is what I had thought I had did for years until, you know, unfortunately, you know, otherwise, but never in a million years. But one of the things that I will say, Tanya, and um, you know me, I'm a praying woman and I'm a faith walker. Yes. And I I can honestly say that on this path was any was anything that was not perfect, the imperfectness of it became perfect through the grace of God. Yes. And it became Jesus. it became that because I never stopped praying. Yes. I never stopped believing. I never stopped having faith. And when yes. it was the point of me knowing that it was time for Kim to take her hands out of it, yes. there's a there's a book, a wonderful book called that I can't see God because I'm in the way. I'm in listen. And, and you step right say, out. Get out the way. I, that- I and, and it was it was speaking to me like Kim, get out of the way. And I can honestly say, as an educator, as as a coach, as a mama, as a extended mama. As an auntie, when I got out the way yes. and I let God work, everything that I used to worry, cry, try to figure out by myself, when I moved out the way, and just like I was sharing with you earlier, there was a sermon that I heard that said, yes. if you can face it, God can fix it. We so put when, that, I we put that. Facing, when I started facing and being transparent and saying, you know what? I can't do this no more. I've admitted my wrong. I've tried to make the right. I'm not going to yes. hold on to these yes. ill feelings because no. at the end of the day, all the children that I've been afforded to have, and that's why I do what I do as an advocate because I'm advocate for, guess what? No life is perfect. If we look through the Bible, believe yes. me, there's adulterers, there's sin. Oh my gosh. All those things, but God made it right in order to use the people. Yes. If he's using those people, why would I think he couldn't use me or you and he couldn't to, make whatever needed to be made right 
that even when there was when we when we've done all we could do yes in all honesty when we've done all that we can do yes we give it back and surrender it and let the work that needs to be done by us yes. just uh, doing our alignment us believing us trusting us being examples we got to leave right. by examples we got to some days guess what? what i'll tell you some days they weren't always nice to me we laughed about it we yeah. laughed about this some days they weren't nice to me and guess what if i saw them today yes I love on them just like i love them just like it was it yep that the interesting part about what you say this is what's really funny about all of this and i love us having this conversation is the fact that you know, tough love is good love. Mm -hmm. But if someone has never had tough love, sometimes they distort that tussle, tough love and link it in with their trauma, right? Um, we laughed. I mean, it isn't funny to say that you were an adultery. Matter mm -hmm. of fact, it's like, whoa, you know? But when we learned, like my husband and my son's father, and we sat down and talked about it, man... I mean, he was asking for forgiveness. He was all repentant. My husband was like, look, we all, let, let's just work through the, let's navigate through all of this. That's how right. good our relationship was. You know, our relationship was so good that a year prior, he gave all of his everything, the list of everything directly over to me because he trusted my husband and I, right? Because that was the type of co-parenting relationship we had established you understand what I'm saying? Despite our differences, and one of the most valuable points is maybe he could not, he maybe he could not apologize. Maybe he couldn't apologize at the time, you know, innocently wanting to pursue whatever, but he did apologize, mm -hmm. right? You, you understand what I'm saying? And I think that what I respect most in that situation, if this is for anyone out there who can't change your situation, Owning your situation and apologizing you for there it. You there you go. I don't care if it's 10 years later. It it does like it does the body good. It releases you. Releases you. And I think the bondage that I was facing is that I'm getting from the other party, like it thrown in my face when all of us had already reconciled our differences. You just hadn't did your difference. You know what I'm saying? And and so I didn't realize the damage because I had to respect the fact that, you know what, if you're still married, because from a biblical perspective, we got to respect how you're going to do things, although that isn't the way that it was supposed to go, right? You just have to learn to go back, make wrong rights, and try to do it while you're alive. Don't Amen. wait till you're <laughs> you on the sick or deathbed. Come on, Try man. to do it while you're alive. You know what you didn't do. While you in your right mind. Yeah, you know what you You know, you know what you did. You know, like, you know, you know, you know what game you played. You know, you know, you know how you put people in the crossfire and you wasn't, you you gotta fix those things, you know. And I'm so grateful for having the Holy Spirit because of understanding certain things now over time and I think that's where we have to give people grace you didn't know you were still young right no one talked to you 
you know, it was in the bloodline, obviously, because it probably had happened. But guess what? There was a generation who just kept mute. They didn't want to talk about it, right? Um, it, it's just that we have to, you said it, right? you said it to me earlier today. We have to tell the truth. Got to tell your story. You got to tell your story. You got to. Yeah, I don't care how ugly it looks. You got to be able to sit down and be like, yo, because once you let your story out, like your release you, it's, of it's what your you. story is, you can then in turn, you know, because um, I look at it like you, not only did you include an innocent bystander, but you sought after someone who was more intelligent to help endorse and endorse your wrong of what actions you actually completed. And, and this is where people have to have a discerning spirit because you got to make sure that you're not endorsing other people's dysfunctions because they right. don't want to own up to their dysfunctions and come clean because you then become held accountable for judgment of things that you have no clue about because you thought you were doing your friend a favor. Right. right? right. You were, you gotta, you, you keep your hands clean in this season, keep your hands clean. So that's why we're saying, beware, do fact track, do fact checks, make sure, you know, if you're outside of the house, that doesn't give you the right to date until you are divorced, right? That does not give you the right to date. You're either going to go back to your marriage situation, or you're going to finalize a divorce. There's too many people that have to suffer the consequences of actions that you have illegit illegitimately handled, right? Amen. And it's not Amen. right. And, and and then people are wondering why they, they're going through sicknesses in their body and et cetera. That's because you're not right. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not right. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm yelling. Am I yelling? I'm just... <laughs> but the thing about it is, and we know that the world has its standards, but but even in the point of understanding that the world has its standards, and, and I want to be adamant when I say this, if you are of faith, and you believe the word of God that you read and you study and the word you align your life with it, then you can't live your life like the world lives their life because it does not align and it does not jive together. There and is it not happens once you discover it. Right. Once you and, discover and, and truth. You, you got to right. discover it. And once that truth is, the once that, you know what? We talk about it. Light and darkness it doesn't, oil and water, it doesn't mix. And so when you know and you discover, because I will tell you, when I started learning and I started going into my Bible, yes, I started making life-changing actions. And 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 even we going into 2024, I change every, you know, it, it's one of the things that I talk about is this metamorphosis. You know, I'm looking at what my next new metamorphosis season is going to look like because whatever I learned in 23 and I fought through it and I had this covering that protected me, I'm sure enough trying to be a beautiful butterfly in 24. Yeah, my colors is going to change, but it's because I discovered and I fought through all this junk. So I, I filter it out. And so if I filter it out, we're going into 2024 so yes. everyone who's going into 2024, your discovery, let it be the 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 be the, true to you. That that you own it. Right. And if it needs to change, 
Fix Guess it. What? Change it while you still got time because it ain't no guarantees. Fix it. Fix it. Make wrong right. You know, I, I, it was funny. I was leaving out the funeral parlor and uh, the daughter ran to me and said, you know, my mom ran up to me laughing, saying I committed adultery, too. And she was like, well, you just let her stand there and be by herself. And you didn't say it. You know, what I mean, you need to start owning your stuff, too. So simply you need to start owning your stuff. You need to own your stuff. Don't redirect your stuff over to anyone else's life. And I say that to every person out there who is separated and and is dating while you are still married. You it there's consequences. There I don't know how else to put it. There are there's consequences. consequences. It's a cost. It's right? a cost. And it's a cost to the innocent party. And it's a cost to the person who is the adulteress, who is the responsible party. It is a cost. No one gets away with anything. There is a cost across the board, except when you repent. And make it right. And make it right. You know, and then there's God's mercy. There you go. You know, God so get to the root of why you... Right. You get to the root of why you do what you do, you know, because if you're a habitual person, habitual, habitual offender of adultery, you may have a medical condition. Right. Like, seriously, like, like, let's get to the root of what it really is. Right. right? Or let's get to the root of, is there a trauma that was affected in your childhood where you molested, violated, and this was common practices. This is what you saw, and you have to do what we talked about with Laquisha, unlearn. Right. Unlearn Learn what is right. Right? Unlearn what you learn. Unlearn what you learn. So what would you say, once again, because I think, I hope we really got the message clear of the direct effect I mean, it affects financials, it affects estate planning, it affects future generations, intergenerational grandchildren, it affects, you know, the total family tree. What would you say to the person right now who is listening and, and they're right in it, they're smack dead in the middle of it, and now they say, you know, I just realized all of this this is the first i've heard this how do i exit well i think from before as as we've talked and discussed it one of the most valuable things and and i'm going to use uh your organization mm -hmm. and the name of your organization and i'm going to say if you bold and you bad enough and you decide that you want to get married to the ring, <laughs> stay married to the ring. And if you decide that you don't, let God or whatever you believe in help you to get through it. But don't let the world influence you to make a decision that will cost and interfere with anything in the lives of your life and the other lies that will be affected by what has happened.
because of your judgment. Now, when you know better, it's old school. You do, do better. And so if you want to be married to the ring, you be married to the ring. And think about not just the point of a ring. Think about the covenant or what you have done in terms of who you have done it under to make that covenant. That covenant is a powerful piece. And then because Lord forbid, if the covenant that we made with them, that they're sustaining our life, they decide to break their covenant. And then you have no life to even do the foolishness. You got to answer. I love how you put it. You got to answer to everything. This side is not eternity. You got to answer. So I want to speak to every woman out there that's separated for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. 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 You need to close that door. It's Indeed. not about waiting for financial benefits. There are so many more consequences. It saddened my heart because you don't have enough self-esteem to exit out of something that is toxic for 30 years. And if you need to tell your story, tell your story in order to release yourself but also that you may help someone else to get the help they need. Trying to tell you. So I am so grateful to talk to you today. I'm so grateful to be able able to unleash, you know, to be able to have a platform. This is what I do. You know, we we bring transparent, raw, riveting issues to the table since we've established back in 2017 And we teach individuals how to exit out of toxic relationships that are not beneficial and not to slide into them, but to attract healthy relationships. And we encourage marriages to stay in the fight. Now, we're not saying stay in the fight with domestic violence. You know, we're saying stay in the fight to navigate because marriages evolve over time they have different seasons right and you have to have the right tools and you have to have the right plan and you have to be very intentional and so you know i'm looking forward to continuing to talk over these topics you can see that this one was a little bit more personal uh for me because i listened to kim and i didn't know kim was innocent too she just she was it wasn't her intent right and i'm sitting here like i didn't no, I did that. You understand what I said? And it's too late because guess what? You know what I'm saying? I got a child, but God would never let me go any further than that. That was, right. that was That's the interesting part. That's right. He didn't let me go any further, right? And, but he also allowed me to have a good relationship where mm-hmm. I didn't have to do all of the weeping and all of those things because I knew that I was there, right? So it's just, it's it's crazy. Like I, ha- I have no remorse because I was there, you know? And my husband respected the fact that I was there. And he, re- he see, he was mature enough. He was, he had confidence in knowing who he was and that his wife wouldn't do anything outside of our marriage. And I had to commend him and give him like, a hundred props. Um, but that's just, you know, we don't do evil for evil. That's what we don't do. And we want to help women avoid doing that because some 
women or men can be very vindictive and very retaliatory. Amen. You don't want to do that. You want to do everything in love. So thank you, Kim, for today. I really appreciate you. And thank I love you. you so much. Tell them, Kim, where they can find you. Like, do you have a website? Um, so yes, uh, currently you can find me at kindredsource.com. Uh, as I spoke and um, spoke of it uh, when we first came on, for those of you who missed it, um, I am the uh, CEO of KOT Educational Services Transformational Coaching. I do coaching from the youngest to the oldest, in addition to um, I'm a published author. Um, you, I have Embracing the Journey. Um, you can find it on uh, Amazon. Uh, as well as Barnes and Nobles. Um, and then if you just want to look me up, I can always, you can look me up in Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> so listen, listen, I want to send a shout out. I, I appreciate you so much. You are, you are, you rock. You rock, you rock, you, you rock. I love you. And I love what you have, the value that you've added to our organization um, and the trips that you've traveled to participate on our platforms. Um, we really, really appreciate you and we really applaud you for your growth um, in Ohio. And so I love you, girl, and thank you so much. Tell mama, send me some salmon balls. Some salmon balls. <laughs>